Hey everyone, my name is Yaro, and you're listening to the Daydream Wolves podcast. Really glad you're here, and yeah, I'm excited to start podcasting again. I took last week off and gave myself a bit of a break. Um, also with my other podcast, the DIY Small Business Podcast, but I feel so good to be recording again, and also to edit episodes that I have recorded earlier in the year. So today I'm coming at you with a solo episode on thinking about how we can stay engaged with anti-racist work. And before I go into that, I just have a few small announcements. First of all, I want to say thank you so much to my patrons for pledging and supporting my work and giving me so much lovely feedback. It has enabled me to write my book, which is coming out really soon, uh, on the 20th of July in 10 days, I think. I'm still kind of formatting and uploading in the background and making sure the paper book looks perfect and all that kind of stuff. But I'm very excited um, to send it to you. And yeah, I really want to say that the patrons have made that possible for me to have that space to think and write in the last few months. And I'm so, so grateful for that. We've also just closed our Unravel program, which was a six-week program for uh, yeah, for patrons combining breathwork, ritual practice and writing to experience how we can tend to our grief or explore that. And I'm planning another similar program, similar format, so six weeks, weekly sessions, probably starting in September. And I think this one will be more about processing and dreaming what's happening this year, um, which also feels really important to do. And I want to make writing practice together more of a part of that. So I'm thinking that it's probably not a great idea to add a ton of content to everyone's plates right now, but to maybe have a weekly 45-minute writing session together. The programs I run are always free for patrons, so you can pledge at any level and get access to them. That gives me a little bit of reliable income and it gives you very affordable access to my zines. Um, to my programs, to my book. You also get a digital copy of my book called Rituals, Simple and Radical Practices for Enchantment in Times of Crisis. And you know that you're supporting the podcast, which I hope is a good feeling as well. So yeah, so on to today's topic. I know that this is on many people's minds and I'm certainly not an expert. I think all I want to do with this episode is point you in the direction of some really good resources and publicly commit to doing better and also sharing ways in which I haven't done so well, which I think is important to name too. George Floyd's death has sparked a new wave of protest um, and outrage across the world, which I think is in many ways, you know, has been a long time coming. It's, it's sadly not the first time this has happened. Many more black people have died since. What's often left out of the conversation is also that um, trans women of color, especially black trans women, are particularly at risk um, and often experience exclusion, erasure and violence in many communities. I think it's amazing that more people are willing to talk about racism now and that the demands that have been there and have been dreamed up by many amazing writers and thinkers of color um, are kind of getting more traction and I also think it's totally valid for folks of color to say it's too little too late and is this just going to be like another wave and then the conversation is dying down and I really hope it isn't. I really think that we can't let the overwhelm stop us from continuing this work and really have to finally 
and for good centered as a main piece of our work together for a lifetime really because that's how long it's going to take to heal um I don't know yeah what that looks like for each of us I think it can look like different things but um I really want to do better in this podcast not just with bringing more stories and lived experiences from people that have other marginalized identities to my own in but also by creating a space where people feel more welcome to express their anger and rage and grief I think that you know there's so many things I really really love about podcasting the intimacy the audio format the way that we get to talk to each other in more depth and really hear each other's stories but also I think there is especially in the spirituality and wellness industry often a lot of pressure to talk about the modalities that have worked for us and the things we've overcome and the way we things maybe the way we have turned things around for ourselves which is obviously great and also a really important part of the conversation but I think I would like to talk more about things that we regret things in which we have uh, maybe not done what we wish we could have done but also things that make us angry and sad and that causes great grief um, to really name that and to kind of open the space for discomfort with what comes up um, is something that I would really like to do. I so often hear people say that they feel really overwhelmed, white folks that is, and that's definitely something that I have said in the past, which I deeply regret. Um, and I don't know really where I'm going with this. I think I just want to be part of a conversation with other white people about how we can stop using that as an excuse to kind of shut down and disengage because yeah that's just not okay anymore it has never really been okay and I feel yeah I'm really sorry for moments in which I have done that in which I have maybe not taken someone else's experience serious enough in which I have perpetuated harm um, by taking up space that wasn't mine to take up and uh, yeah I <laughs> just wanted to say that I think we just all have to start somewhere for sure I think we have different levels of access to education and different levels of space to think critically um, with the other demands that are in our lives but I think we really cannot let this movement freeze us it is overwhelming in some ways but it is overwhelming for us in different ways and I think we really have to look in the mirror honestly and ask ourselves if we're doing the best that we can this moment the best that we can in sharing the power that we have the resources the access um and listen really learning to listen as well um i also sometimes hear people say that they have a sense that they can't do it right at the moment and i think that's probably true and it's probably also not surprising in a way because i think we have silenced this conversation for so long and denied a lot of people's space to voice their anger and rage and so when there's memes going around now that say like oh yeah when when there's a wave of racialized violence then what people what white people are doing is to join book, book clubs and and I think it's easy to to then retreat and be like well I thought I was going to educate myself like what what am I supposed to do I think that um 
I would really like to bring in more resources and translations in here to illustrate that there are so many things that we can do and that they're all important and that we all have to find our own ways to prioritize how we spend the time and energy that we have to spend. But I also think that it's really okay to be told at this time that there isn't a way for us to do it right because it is in many ways too little too late and I think the the anger and the frustration with the way that white people have always been complicit is really valid and it's also maybe good to see that in our education systems and mainstream media we are as white people part of a narrative that tells us that we are right and that we are the default and so yeah it is, it is uncomfortable to be here now and be like well I, I feel really awkward I don't know what to do um, and maybe we just have to be in that place and that's okay and not fight against it and not let that be an excuse to not do anything. Um, I've definitely had moments where I've let myself get distracted by my own feelings of, I don't know, anxiety or um, confusion and I think coming back to the basics of really just listening and letting black folks take the lead on what needs to be done right now and then to support that in, in ways that isn't centering ourselves is something that we can all do in different ways. I also wanted to share some voices and resources that I have really cherished, um, especially this year. For example, um, Adrienne Marine Brown's books, um, Pleasure Activism and Emergent Strategy, I think are really helpful and beautiful. And she's also running a podcast with her sister, Autumn Brown. It's called How to Survive the End of the World. They also have a podcast that you can support. There's a big archive of conversations to go back into if you feel like it that are really so enriching and great to listen to. I'm currently in my community reading the book My Grandmother's ha Hands by Resma Menakim. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, which is really great, I think, especially if you are into body work and the kind of healing modalities we often discuss on this podcast. Um, because it's such a hands-on book, it feels really engaging and approachable and there's really beautiful practices at the end of each chapter that you can do with relatively little time, but that can really give so much depth to this conversation, I think. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend that book. I'm really happy to chat about it. And then for folks who are, well, really for folks who are anywhere, but if you're interested in learning a little bit more about racism in the UK and how it's, um, yeah, how, how it sits in its historic context of colonialism, then Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race by Rennie Edo-Lodge is a really cool book as well. Um, certainly has been eye-opening for me. And uh, another charity I want to name is Black Minds Matter, which is... Um, an organization that gives free therapy to black people in the UK. Um, and yeah, of course, I, I think there's also so much space for fiction and storytelling right now that can really support us in helping our and growing our empathy. Um, one book that comes to mind, for example, is The, the Color Purple by Alice Walker. But literally any independent bookshop has so many resources right now and 
I, I'm going to try to find a list of um, black independent, black owned independent bookshops to support as well and add that in the show notes. But I think, yeah, if you're enjoying this podcast, I can imagine that maybe storytelling and fiction is another great way to really learn more about someone else's lived experience and to practice our listening skills before we go into action which is um, the next step and really just as important so I feel like the engagement with books is kind of like an opening for me that's a gateway and then other kind of more groundwork based action has to follow that um, yeah if you have any feedback for me I'm really open to hearing that I'm looking forward to bringing you more conversations on this podcast that I hope make more room for the whole range of human experiences um, and yeah if you have something to share and you would like to be in a podcast please do reach out I'm really looking forward to have more interviews the rest of the year I'm pacing myself a little bit over the summer but the back to school vibe in September is definitely there and I'm really excited to bring you my book soon as well um, I'm gonna read you the first chapter next week on the podcast and then by that time, I hope that pre-orders will be ready as well. Thank you so much for listening and being part of this conversation. I feel like I've just rambled a bit and shared a few resources and um, maybe that's okay. I just wanted to make a start and I'm hoping to obviously deepen this dialogue in lots of different ways. So yeah, thank you so much for listening, for being here. Um, I see you next week. <laughs>